Hello, hello, and welcome back to my podcast, The Blueprint to a Superior Life. It's a podcast about detoxification, nutrition, health, wellness, the healthy lifestyle, and of course, the most important thing, mindset. On this show, I, the host, believe in natural approaches to health and natural medicine, which has been around for thousands of years. And we all know natural medicine is what mainstream medicine has sprouted from. I don't subscribe to the use of pharmaceuticals, chemical medicines, or the treatment-based approaches such as radiation or the removal of organs or tissue. I don't believe in any of that. So the podcast is hosted by yours truly, Simone Gisandi. I'm an author. I'm also a certified holistic nutritional consultant and regenerative detoxification specialist. And this show is designed to educate, to empower my amazing listeners so that they can take charge of their health and become truly alive again. And they could do so through mindset shifting, through detox, through natural approaches, and all kinds of things that nature has to offer. And at the end of each episode, I make sure that I leave listeners with tips, with tools and strategies so that they can start incorporating in their lives right away, immediately, so that they can embark on a journey to vitality and a disease-free life. Before we begin, I do have to get the disclaimer out of the way, so let's do that right now. The content of this podcast are based upon the opinions of the participants and the host. Please note that the host, which is me, is not a physician, pharmacist, or any other licensed healthcare professional. The information on the podcast is not intended as medical advice, nor is it intended to replace the care of a qualified medical healthcare professional. And the podcast content is not intended to diagnose or treat any diseases. Always consult with your primary care physician or licensed care practitioner for any diagnosis, for any treatment of any disease or any condition, for medications or for medical advice, as well as before changing your healthcare regimen. So let's begin. What I want to talk about today. And this idea came to me from a, a conversation I had this morning with my mastermind group. Uh, and a couple of people were saying how they are sick or feeling under the weather or they had been sick through the holidays. And of course, right now we're in the middle of this whole COVID circus. And as it so happens, people are kind of falling ill because in the northern part of the United States, as well as in Canada, being that it's very cold, Flu season usually comes around this time of year, which is winter. So it's nothing new that people are sick. It's nothing new that people have colds and flus. It's just business as usual for Mother Nature. We've had the flu for how many years? We've had the colds for how many years? It's just that right now they've been able to put a new label on it, um, call them variants, call them uh, certain names and put the fear of death in people via different channels in the mainstream media and people believe it it's their right i'm a big believer of choice so if you choose to consume what's out there and take it as gospel truth or fact then you are inclined to do some of the things that are going to lead you to a different path than other people who choose not to believe in any of that but i'm going on a tangent here so let me just come back to the point I'm trying to make. 
So in my conversation with my group this morning, and this is something that I practiced. And for those of you that don't know me, I have actually experienced something and I've talked about it on, on my previous um, podcasts and you can actually find them on the various channels. Uh, I started podcasting back in 2019 and that's when I actually talked a little bit about what I've experienced. So in 2011, I experienced something extraordinary, something that the medical profession and uh, the medical world or the medical industry calls stroke. And I had to literally pull myself out of whatever it was that they had me um, in or on. Various medications that were making me feel like shit, various medications which were just suppressing the symptoms and nothing that was actually addressing the root cause. Uh, from my various studies that I've done along the line, along the many years that have actually passed subsequent to that incident, which they call stroke, I've learned that we have so much power when it comes to healing. In fact, the body itself, and this is the main topic today, the body itself has its own autonomous consciousness, and it is actually separate from yours, like it's separate from our own consciousness, which is tied to our mind, which is intangible. Our body is a tangible thing. Our mind is not a tangible thing. Our subconscious mind is not a tangible thing. So the body itself has its own autonomy and it has its own consciousness. Therefore, just like we have a will, just like we have the autonomy and the consciousness to be able to do the things that we want to do, the body can do exactly the same thing. Although we've been taught to attach our sense of identity and who we are, who we identify as, what we believe about, about ourselves, we tie all of that to our identity about who we are, what we believe ourselves to be. But in reality, we are not our body. We are not our hand. We are not our head. We are not our legs. We are not our heart. We are not any of that, the organ systems that we have in our body. We're not our blood. We're not anything that the body is comprised of. So we are a separate entity as far as consciousness is concerned. And the two are interfacing and integrated, but they are separate. And each one is very individual in and of itself. In fact, the body that you look at in the mirror, the tangible thing that we see when we look in the mirror is at best about half human. And I know that's going to sound crazy, but let me explain. So... About half of what we are and the DNA identified in our body is actually human in the sense of that is it shares many different characteristics like the rest of our fellow human beings on the planet. However, the rest of it is actually DNA that comes from other creatures that we share the planet with. And these creatures have an impact on the body's condition and the processes of the body. So if you have eaten meat or plants or anything like that, that consciousness of that animal or those plants that you have consumed, that consciousness interfaces with the consciousness of our physical body, that DNA interfaces with our DNA. And a lot of times you will hear in the health and holistic health world, 
that a lot of the things that we consume that we look at as food, which in reality is not really food, actually damages our DNA. So the things that we consume have the capacity to actually affect our DNA, change our DNA, interface with our DNA. So it actually integrates into our DNA. So a lot of times, if you were to sort of look at it in the nitty gritty detail that it's required for it to be looked at, you will see that a lot of the DNA components or constituents are actually not human and belong to other creatures, other beings, other consciousnesses that are present here on the planet. In fact, the body is actually an ecosystem that we share with other life forms here on the planet. And much like the planet, we have to recognize that the body has its own personal agenda, just like our mind does. Our mind has its own personal agenda. It makes decisions. It really kind of goes forward thinking about what is best for it, making decisions around what it wants to experience, very much the same as the body. The body has its own agenda because it's inclined and programmed for many things. And if you're a woman and have given birth, you know this. You know that the body is inclined for healing on its own. Because after we give birth, I mean, the whole birth process is a process in and of itself. The whole pregnancy is a process in and of itself. And there are many changes that the body has to make along the way. These changes are actually programmed into the body, built in things. I talked a little bit about this in my book, which I'm going to talk about at the end. And I explained how birth is actually built into the body. And it's not something that's tangible. It's not something that can be seen, touched, or studied in that sense. However, it's something that can be seen and experienced in real life. And on the flip side, something as important as, let's say, the stroke that I experienced is not built into the body. So the body has to have different things. And it oftentimes probably catches it by surprise. And it has to find ways of healing those kind of things that it does not have any kind of a blueprint or a memory or anything built into it to know exactly what protocol to use. However, the body in its own infinite wisdom can actually find that encoded information out in the world through its consciousness, just like we do. We have intuition. The body has intuition. We have um, things like insights. The body has the same kind of thing. So the body is its own entity and it can actually do the same thing. Just like we heal after surgery, we heal after stroke, we heal after birth. We are able to do so much. Our body is able to do so much and it's obviously working in conjunction with the mind. But the point I'm trying to make here is that in its intelligence and in its own personal agenda, the body knows what to do, but it may not be in line with what we want, with what we think is correct, with what we think is right. But we have to treat the body like the separate, brilliant, intelligent entity that it is. And to refrain, to refrain ourselves from imposing our will and that of our mind, that of our ego onto the body and allow it to do what it knows to do 
and allow it to find the information that it needs to heal. And that always happens. So to give you an example, when I was healing from, from my stroke, some of the things that were so structured and rigid, so the rigidity and structuredness of the medical protocol that I was put on completely, I don't want to say destroyed me, but it completely took me off the path of healing. That's the best way that I can describe it. It's, it's something that really destabilized me. And it affected me not just physically, but very much so mentally. It affected me in my ability to function. It affected my sense of self. So when we try to impose our own will or that of the medical community on the healing processes that the body already knows, then we run into trouble. So the advice that I gave my friends today during our mastermind is I advise them to talk to their body, give it instructions, just like we do with our mind. If you talk to anybody that is working in the mindset field or is about personal change, they will tell you that you can actually instruct your mind to find information. And I'm sure that if you've read, you will talk, you will see that people have gone under hypnosis to find out information, to really be able to go to traumas, to be able to find the root of certain emotional things. And in the same manner, you can talk to your body and ask it to use its consciousness to be able to do exactly that. And I know it's far out and I know it's crazy, but it works. And I know this because this is what I employ so that I can keep myself healthy, so that I could heal myself when I was working on healing myself from my stroke. So we have to, um, as I said earlier, to treat the body like a separate, intelligent, brilliant entity and hold ourselves back from imposing our will and our wants and our desires because we think we know better. And the most important thing to do is to work with the body, to cooperate with it, to, to let it lead, let it guide, to let it create the harmony and we follow suit. That is probably one of the most important things that we could do on our path to healing. Allow the body to, to teach us. So we have to be willing to learn from it and to listen to its wants and its needs and to listen to it when it tells you about its abilities and to work in partnership with it. There's a clear feedback system. I mean, guys, let's be, let's be real here. When you have a cold, the body is telling you everything that is not in balance, okay? When you have a cough, when you have a fever, when you have a runny nose, when you have a throat ache, or whatever it is that you're feeling, um, a body ache, a fever, anything like that, that's the body telling you something. That's a feedback system. Everybody ignores that because what they do is they run to pharmaceuticals to suppress what the body is telling. So you're in, in essence, if you're going to do anything like that, you are telling the body to shut up, to not tell you those things because you don't want to listen to it. And then you force it to do something. And I assure you that in the end, you try to suppress it, but the body always wins. Even when you look at taking pharmaceuticals. So let's look at I don't know, 
temperature or fever suppression. People go and take Tylenol. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say the name. But anyways, they take medications and suppress the fever. Basically, you tell the body, don't tell me that you have that you know you have to raise the temperature i don't want to know and in fact don't raise the temperature so i'm going to take something that's going to squash that what you're trying to do however if you think about it 4 hours later you have to take that medication again because the body wins it actually goes right back to raising the temperature and it persists at what it has to do to be able to heal to be able to kill that invader that, that virus, that bacterium, or whatever it is that is creating its imbalance. So in the end, you realize that the body wins on all levels and all the time. We could try to trick into it, to trick the body into thinking that you don't need to know that information, but the body does not care. Uh, I learned this the, the hard way. I mean, it was a lot of sifting through a lot of information, trying to find my way through it. And some of the signals that we have is just an indication of where the body is at and it's trying to work with you. It's so important that we work with that. So, so important. So we have to listen to the body's needs, wants, desires, its abilities. And sometimes we have to listen to it when it's telling us that it cannot do something at a particular time and that it's not time for that. I'm not a big believer in inducing birth, things of that nature, let the body do its thing. It knows what it needs to do. So you have to establish that partnership with that clear feedback system, listen to it, recognize its limitations, recognize its abilities, and even understand, and you don't need to go to school to learn any of this, because if you listen to your body, if you're attuned to it, and you pay attention to what is happening on an ongoing basis, instead of paying attention to outside of you, you will be able to see what the physiological processes are that are taking place in the body and inside its complex machinery. If you're a woman and you're menstruating, you will be able to pinpoint exactly when you're ovulating. You do not need an ovulator tracking system. You don't need a uh, to check your temperature. You don't need any of that. You will feel it. However, if you want to employ any of the tools available to you out there by reading some of the things that the body is giving off. So if the, if the temperature of the body rises when you're ovulating, then certainly you can track that. But that's a biometric that's not necessary for you to take because I can assure you, back in the day, before any of this stuff was available, women knew when they were ovulating. I'm sure that they were making love and having sex at the time when it was required for them to conceive and humanity exists as a result of it. And I assure you that there are many countries out there right now, or tribes for that matter, parts of the world where women do not use any of the technology that we, we use here in North America. So pay attention to the body's systems. You are always in touch with it, especially because you live inside of it. Your mind's consciousness is inside the body and the body interfaces. And the, body, the body's consciousness interfaces with your own mind's consciousness. So this is some of the stuff that you need to employ to be able to get your body to help you heal. Some of the things that I do 
aside from paying attention. So to close off, some of the tips that I have is to always be listening to the body's feedback. Always pay attention to what exactly the feedback is and research it if you are unsure. Always allow the body to do what it needs to do. It already knows what to do, and when it doesn't know what to do, it finds the information that it needs. If you see that you have certain inclinations when you're sick, for example, if you have no appetite, that's your body telling you, and that's your cue not to eat. So some of the things that are necessary for you to do from the outside, you are going to get information on. If the body requires you to rest or sleep, you can be assured the body will make you rest and sleep. You're not going to be able to perform any activity. You're not going to be able to stand. You're not going to be able to do anything other than lie down and rest because the body needs to do the work that it needs to do for its own survival and yours. So the body is at all times talking to you, identifying the things that you need to do. And it also lets you know some of the processes that it is involved in at that particular time. So it sends you signals. You have to be sensitive to these signals and you must let the body lead. You must let the body talk to you. Try not to shut your body up. Try not to discount or discredit its signals and what it is trying to tell you. So one very powerful and important big thing, crucial really, that you can do and you could start doing right now is this. This is what I do. I talk to my body and I started doing this after my stroke. I started talking to it like it's a different entity because it is. And I know that it has a different consciousness and I know that it's listening to me. There are many healers that I have studied and um, many people that I've talked to, naturopathic doctors, healers from different cultures and from different industries. And there is scientific information around the fact that cells are listening. The cells and the cell structures that make up the body actually are always listening to what you say and to what you do to your thoughts. So if you're constantly going to be keeping thoughts of sickness, thoughts of death, thoughts of impairment, things like that, the body is listening and it's going to bring into manifestation. Things from the mind manifest physically in the body. And that goes back to that interfacing that I was telling you about. So here's what I do. I talk to my body and I say things like my amazing cells, my amazing cellular structure. Thank you for what you do for me. Thank you for the amazing health that you provide for me. Thank you for the endless and tireless work that you do. And as an aside, you guys know the body does a lot. You don't ever have to think about breathing. The body does that naturally. You blink without ever trying not to blink or to blink. You breathe without trying. Your heart beats without you trying. There are many, many, many involuntary things like the blood is flowing through your veins without you trying to do anything. A lot of processes inside the body at cellular level take place without you even thinking about it knowing about it, identifying it, working with it, trying to suppress it, those keep on going. So the body is always working 24-7. So I, I give thanks to my body for doing that for me. 
I tell my body that I'm grateful for that work. I tell my cells that I'm grateful for the amazing work, tireless work that it does. And I also say things like, go back to all my previous existences or wherever you could find the most perfect blueprint for the most perfect, vital, vibrant health. And use that blueprint when you go through the replication and the multiplication process. As we know, cells multiply, cells replicate, and we usually end up with a whole new body within a certain period of time. The cells of the bones, the cells of the skin, the cells of the organs, they all regenerate. Cells live, die, and then new cells are born. So those cells have babies of their own, so to speak. That's a very simplistic way of explaining it. But we get new nails, we get new hair, we get new eyelashes, we get new skin, we get new everything inside the body. And the body has this built in, and these processes take place without us ever knowing. But they happen. If you see your nails grow, you know that the body is doing its thing. So talk to the body and encourage it to always work towards health. Always give thanks to it and be grateful to it for all that it does for you. So that's what I usually say to my body. In times of ill health, so those are some of the things that I've just mentioned, are those, those are things that I say when I'm healthy, when I'm vibrant, when everything is going great. I'm not going to just go and talk to my body when things are not going well, but I do talk to the body when things are not going well too. And in those times, I say things like, please go and find whatever it is that you need to get better now. Please let me know what it is that you need. I command you to go and get better. I command health. Health is ours. Health is mine. Health is yours. So I command and decree those things into being. And of course, a lot of people may laugh when they hear something like this. But just like you are able to tell yourself, I got this, I can do this, just like you can sort of hype yourself up for something that you want to do when you're trying to, to do something physical, like a physical feat, like you want to run a faster mile or something like that, and you hype yourself up, you're in essence talking to your body to produce what it needs for it to be able to perform that particular action. If you're trying to squat something heavy, you are talking to your body and you're getting it to listen to you and to your commands. In the same way works this getting from illness to health. So those are my tips for today, guys. I really hope that what I've said resonated with you. I appreciate your attention. And please share, subscribe. Let other people know all this crazy stuff that I talk about because I know a lot of people out there don't know about some of these really great and amazing secrets of the old ages that you can employ to go towards health. Thanks so much for tuning into this podcast. I love having you here, and it is my mission to bring you all of the latest and the greatest tips, skills, and know-hows to make you the healthiest, most powerful human being that you can be. We all know that we have it in us and that we know exactly what to do. Go out and get my book. It's called Against Medical Advice, fully available on all platforms and certainly available on Amazon. You can get it in Kindle format as well as paperback. I appreciate your support and your help. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to seeing you 
in the next episodes.